Hey, wonderful listeners, and welcome to the Invigorate Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Kate Mackey, and my hope is that you will be informed, entertained, and challenged in the way that you approach your health and well-being, and have a little bit of fun along the way through spending a few minutes listening to this podcast. I hope that by the end of each episode, you will feel more inspired and refreshed than you did before. So let's get to it. So I hope you guys are well. I've been a bit sick and I've got hay fever, so I am all clogged up at the moment, which you may be able to hear on this, but anywho, life goes on. Uh, Today, I thought I'd just share my own little story about what it means to me about thriving at work and it doesn't matter about where you work or what you do. I suppose this is more inclined to people who do work in an office space or something like that where you're working with other people um, with deadlines that are set upon you rather than perhaps people who work for themselves but I'm sure it could be... um, transferable somehow as well so yeah I've got four points that I just thought I'd go through I'm actually doing this talk in a workplace in a in a in a short while in a in a few weeks so yeah I thought I might as well go through them with you guys as well so this is just my own story And I think that we've all had times where we've been surviving at work or we've been more so thriving at work. And if you're like me, you've had periods of time where you've been tired, stressed, overwhelmed, not very productive and becoming a little bit of a whinger. And I think we all get tempted to do that. And to be honest, I think... Everyone needs a little bit of whinging time, but there's a time and a place. So that's kind of the the problem that I present to you in this little story. And on the other hand, we've got thriving. So that's surviving. And so what does thriving look like? Well, for me, thriving looks like I'm feeling energized. I'm active I'm managing challenges with a positive attitude and I've got a good level of focus and productivity going so that's the problem and the aim right there for me personally and here are the four things that have enabled me to be my happiest and healthiest at work number one is to make the most of your lunch break So for me, I've been able to access some Pilates and yoga classes at lunchtime across the road from where I work, which is absolutely amazing. And even if it's only half an hour, I get so much out of that time. Even if I need to change my clothes and, you know, spend time getting ready and walking over and it's just basically half an hour of yoga light yoga I still find it so super duper useful and it just 
relaxes me. It gets me out of the office. It gets me into some fresh air. And basically, it's just getting out of the office and having a good reason and something to, how do I describe it? Like that is pure, you know, self-time. And for me, I kind of call this selfish time. And for some reason, it just kind of works for me. And it's not that I feel guilty about it by any means, but it's just a word that resonates with me um, than any other sort of title or phrase that you could add to it. Uh, But, you know, I would encourage you to think about what inspires you, what actually inspires you and what is that word or phrase. And for me, it's just calling it selfish time. Um, Apart from that, I'm very fortunate to walk um, near my workplace. There's a beautiful park across the road, so that's always there. And what I find is scheduling in the time actually makes it happen. If I don't schedule in the time, it doesn't really happen. As well as that, just taking little trips to a nearby supermarket just helps me to get out. It doesn't help my bank balance, but it helps me to get out of the office and do a bit of walking around. And most people know that I love supermarkets. I love food. And so I am more than happy to spend some of my time during my lunch break at the supermarket. Uh, So yeah, that's number one, make the most of your lunch break. Uh, number two for me is know who your work debrief person is. Who is the person that you go to when you need to vent, when you need to talk about what happened that day? Maybe it's been a stressful day, an emotional day. Who is your person? I know that my go-to person to call is my mum or one of my close friends And I just think it's so vital to know at least one person that you can call, that you can rely on. Um, They may not be able to pick up straight away. Um, That's totally fair. But know who your person is and know that you can have someone to talk to that day or the next day just to talk about it, just to have someone to go through the emotions with, unpack it with, and then just set it free. I know for me, a problem shared is a problem halved. I love that quote and I stick by it. And yeah, for me, nothing is better than just having a good debrief. And it may only be five minutes or two minutes, but it just feels better to get it out and share it. Number three, uh, the third thing that helps me feel like I'm thriving in my work is to be personally invested into my team. So the people that I work with, I really see people as the job. Like, you know, whatever job you're in, the work is the work. But what really makes it, I know for me, is the people. And I want to look out for those people and I want those people to look out for me and I I choose to be somewhat personally invested into the people that I work with because 
it doesn't mean that I'm hanging out with them after work. It doesn't mean that I'm telling them absolutely everything, but I am sharing a good portion of my life. I am, you know, if I've had a really crappy sleep, I'll tell them if I've had a fight with someone or if I've, if something amazing has happened, you know, I want to share those main highs and lows of my life with them. And I think that does so much. I think you get to know the people that you work with so much better. You get to understand them so much better. And that's where respect can really come through. And sometimes it can be hard to respect someone until you just understand how they tick a little bit better. And then it sort of clicks into place. So for me, I know taking five or 10 minutes in the morning each day with my core team just helps me so much just to connect with them on a human level. Like I am not a robot. I cannot sit here at a desk for however long or go to meetings and not have that personal connection. Like for me, that's just impossible. And especially if you work in silos, you know, you've got your own project. It's very easy to get inside your own head, just stay inside your little box of what you do and not have that human element. So that is what works for me. And also when it comes to managers, be real. I mean, that's my advice. Maybe it won't work for you, but bringing in that human element has really changed things. The best managers that I've had have been the ones who have had a personal investment in me, asked me how I am and just let me be totally free. Just let me, you know, be my authentic self. And that goes for them as well. You know, personally, I'm not a big fan of swearing. I have a manager who loves to swear, but it it doesn't bother me because I would rather work with someone who's being real and being themselves and have that real connection with them then you know be in a box be stuffy not be your real self so creating those meaningful relationships for me is really important and helps me enjoy my work Um, the fourth part of my story the fourth tip or whatever you want to call it is that the realization that I can't give 100% to everything all the time and I have to credit my friend Amy who was on the podcast recently for sort of shining a light on this and triggering this for me and the basic idea is that life life goes in seasons and each season will have its own focus so one season might have a real focus on I don't know socializing another season could be work another season could be family there could be family stuff going on and life changes it never looks the same and you are always adjusting to the ebbs and flows and in that sense your energy is going to be dispersed in different ways so earlier this year when I studied for six weeks my energy distribution completely changed and I recognized that I couldn't give 100% 
to my work during that time and I couldn't give 100% to my friends at that time. So, you know, previously, you know, I maybe I was able to give a higher percentage to my work and that dropped down a little bit. Maybe that dropped down to 70 or 80%. And in terms of seeing family and friends for those six weeks, you know, you, you can assign whatever percentage you like. It doesn't actually have to be like a real percentage. It's more just a figurative number to help you be cool and accept where you're at at that point and go, okay, cool. I can't give as much as I would like to give to this area, but you know what? Once I'm in the next season, I'm going to put more time and effort into into that other area. So I really, really love that thought. And it helped me so much when I was studying because we can really try to continue to give 100% to everything. And then we're adding more things and more things and where do we expect all this energy to come from? Like it's it's not going to come from nowhere. So it's a really graceful, nice way to treat yourself when you're having ch- changes in your life, whatever they may be. So those are the four items that have helped me feel more energized and active in my work. I hope you've been able to take away something that might help you or maybe just be reminded of something you'd like to integrate into your workday so you can feel your happiest and healthiest at work. I would love to hear from you if something stood out. Uh, Please feel free to put a comment uh, in iTunes or on Instagram and it would be awesome to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed it, I'd love you to yeah give me your feedback or put through a star rating on the podcast and I hope hope to talk to you very soon bye